Welcome back to Lasta's channel. My name is Anton Vjeltsen. I'm an attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. Today we're going to discuss the Fourth Amendment, which generally requires the officers to have a warrant before they conduct a search. And then we're going to discuss the automobile exception, which allows police officers to search your vehicle without a warrant if they have probable cause to believe that the vehicle contains contraband or some evidence of criminal activity. But remember, the automobile exception doesn't always allow the officers to search the entire vehicle. There are cases such as the one we're going to discuss today where the officers searched the trunk of the vehicle, but they were only permitted to search inside the passenger compartment of that car. In law, we call that the scope of the search. And if the officers violate the scope of the search, all the evidence that's seized cannot be used against the defendant in trial and has to be suppressed. Before we go on and talk about the case, I want to thank you for watching me on YouTube, hitting that subscribe button, sharing my channel with your friends and family. If you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Audible or Spotify, please give my podcast a five-star rating. And finally, if you want to support this channel, consider going to lostash.com and checking out some of my merch. Thanks for watching. Quick message from Lostash. Are you charged with a crime? Or do you want to know your rights if stopped by police? Watch California attorney Anton Vjeltsin discuss legal cases from the Supreme Court, Ninth Circuit, and California state courts on the Lostash YouTube page. Anton has handled hundreds of federal and state criminal cases, has an in-depth knowledge of the law, and has the best mustache ever. Subscribe to the Lostash YouTube page. That's L-A-W-S-T-A-C-H-E. Today we'll be discussing a California appellate case, The People vs. Liel, and it deals with the Fourth Amendment and the automobile exception. The facts of the case are pretty straightforward. Officers are conducting an undercover operation surveilling a funeral, where they believe a number of known gang members will be appearing. The officers see a juvenile who they know to be on probation and cannot have firearms. But it looks like he does. It seems like he's holding something in his waistband and based on the officer's knowledge and prior experience, he believes that to be a firearm. Moments later, another officer's confirm that it is in fact a firearm. They see the handle sticking out from the waistband. The officers continue their surveillance. They see this juvenile hanging out next to a parked vehicle and standing closely to the trunk and looking around. At some point, the juvenile gets inside the back seat of the car. He appears to be stiff and has difficulty getting inside the car Again, the officers believe that that's because he has a handgun in his waistband. The juvenile closes the door, continues looking forward, and at some point he leans down and it appears that he puts something underneath the front seat. The officers then believe that the juvenile walked out of the car without the firearm. Based on how he got out, he was no longer stiff and no longer holding his waistband. The officers continued their surveillance, and in fact, they had a continuous eye on the vehicle. Sometime later, the officers cut up to the car, they saw the driver, 
and told Mr. Liao that they will search the vehicle. He did not consent to the search and relying to the automobile exception, the officers looked inside the passenger compartment of the vehicle but found nothing. The officers then went into the trunk and found the firearm. Mr. Liao argues that this is a violation of his Fourth Amendment rights against unreasonable searches and seizures. He says that the officers could search inside the car only the passenger compartment and not the trunk. Remember, like I previously said, the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures, and generally speaking, officers need to have a warrant before conducting a search. But the automobile exception allows officers to search the vehicle if they have probable cause to believe that the vehicle contains contraband or evidence of a crime. But any searches are limited in scope. We have to think where do the officers have probable cause to believe that the evidence will be found. And generally speaking, all of our cases fall into three categories. One, where there's specific probable cause for a specific area such as the trunk. The second category is where the officers have probable cause to believe that the evidence will be found in the passenger compartment. Once they find some evidence of the crime, it can generate more probable cause that the entire vehicle will contain contraband. And when I say entire vehicle, that might include the trunk. And finally, the third category of cases is where probable cause extends to the whole entire vehicle. So let's talk about that first category, where there's probable cause to believe that the trunk of the vehicle would contain contraband. Well, clearly, we're not dealing with that situation here. The probable cause for the warrantless search of the defendant's car was based entirely on Detective Gullen's observation of the juvenile. The record clearly establishes Detective Gullen never saw the defendant's truck open, nor did he see anyone access the trunk in any manner. Rather, Detective Gullen believed the firearm would be found in the passenger compartment, specifically underneath the passenger seat. And that is what he broadcasted to the other officers, including the searching officer, Officer Velarde. The fact that the juvenile was near the trunk of the defendant's car when the detective Gulen was unable to see the juvenile for 10 to 15 seconds does not support a finding of probable cause to believe the firearm was placed in the trunk. In fact, Detective Gulen thought the juvenile was still carrying the firearm in his waistband when he walked away from the trunk and got into the backseat of the defendant's car. Were the juvenile's actions with respect to the trunk suspicious? Sure, but that is not the standard by which we measure whether a warrantless search was justified. Being armed and standing near or around the trunk of the vehicle does not create probable cause that the trunk of the vehicle will later contain a firearm. But what about that second type of cases, where the officers have probable cause to believe that the passenger compartment would have contraband, and later it generates more probable cause that the trunk would have it? Well, that's not what we're dealing here. In fact, it's the opposite. When the officer conducted the search of the passenger compartment of the vehicle, he didn't find anything inside. 
and thus that second category does not apply. And finally, what about that third category of cases, where the officers have probable cause for the entire vehicle? Well, if you remember, there's a Supreme Court case Acevedo. I have previously discussed that case on this channel, and I will link it in the description below. I encourage you to watch that video so you have a better understanding of searches inside the vehicle, and specifically containers. Well, that case made a distinction where the officers have probable cause to believe that a specific area would have contraband or evidence of a crime versus where the officers have probable cause to believe that the entire vehicle has contraband or could potentially have contraband somewhere inside. Here, Detective Gulen's observations established probable cause to believe a firearm would be found specifically in the passenger compartment. This belief was objectively reasonable based on the following facts. Number one, the juvenile was walking as if he had a firearm in his waistband. Two, the officers clearly saw a firearm in the juvenile's waistband. Three, the juvenile got into the backseat of the defendant's car stiffly as if the firearm was still in his waistband. Number four, the juvenile faced the front seats and reached as if placing something underneath the passenger seat. And finally, number five, the juvenile no longer appeared stiff when he got out of the defendant's car. These facts are like the facts in Acevedo, where the officers had probable cause to believe the contraband would be found specifically in the trunk. Once the officer Velarde did not find anything in the passenger compartment, the Fourth Amendment required him to stop the search because the probable cause to search the passenger compartment did not extend to the car's trunk. The takeaway here is even if the automobile exception applies, that doesn't give the officers the right to search everywhere. In any governmental searches, we should always consider and determine the scope of the search and whether the officers exceeded that scope. To allow police officers to search outside the scope of a particular location or compartment within which there's probable cause to believe contraband or evidence of a crime will be located would permit the very exploratory searches the framers extended to prevent when they enacted the Fourth Amendment. When the officers have probable cause to search a particular compartment of the vehicle for the evidence of a crime and no such evidence is found, the search must stop absent facts generating probable cause to search another compartment of the vehicle. So the search of the trunk of the vehicle violated the Fourth Amendment. And for Mr. Leal, that means that the evidence found inside the trunk should have been suppressed and should have not been used against him as evidence in trial. Meaning that the crime of being felon in possession should really be dismissed without the evidence. The main evidence here, the firearm. And for you, I hope you've learned something about the Fourth Amendment, the automobile exception, and more importantly, that we always have to determine the scope of the search and whether the officers exceeded that scope. I thank you for watching this channel and specifically this video. I hope you liked it. Please give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to my channel. If you're listening to the podcast version of this recording, please give my podcast a five-star review rating. And finally, if you want to support this channel, 
consider going to lostash.com and checking out some of the merch. In the last few weeks, I've been working hard on my website, so I hope you visit it because I've made a lot of major changes. Thanks for watching. Thank you.